Will you pray with me? And now, God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, brace yourselves. This group of young people here in front of you today, Generation Z, were all born between the years 2004 and 2011, maybe 12. Yeah, let that sink in. Some of you might be able to say, well, yeah, that, oh man, that was the year I graduated high school or college. Some of you are like, wow, that's the year I retired from a lifelong career. Yeah. Now, with that slight age gap between all of us, there's a few things that we adults know in this room that these young people may not know about or have ever experienced or will ever experience. Things like this, the rotary phone. There's some really funny videos online with grandparents trying to teach their grandchildren how to make a phone call on one of these things, and they cannot figure it out. And one of the things that I heard for this younger generation is that they'll never know the satisfaction of slamming a receiver down <laughs> when you're mad at someone. Yeah. Pushing a button really hard on a phone does not have the same feel at all. They do not know about be kind, please rewind. Yeah, they've never had to do that. They don't know the pain of getting home from the store with your VHS tape, finding out someone was not kind and did not rewind it, and now you have to spend 15 minutes getting it back to the beginning so you could watch a movie. Yeah, they don't know about dial-up internet. How you held your breath waiting for that little man to get to the next stage and the next stage so that you finally have this connection and could be online to talk to your friends or whatever. Nor the dissatisfaction when your mom came in the room and said, I need you to get offline so I can make a phone call. Because it was all on the same line. I know, it's tragic. You should feel bad for us. They don't know about research before internet and that how we had to use world books. I mean, if your parents loved you enough, they bought a set for these for your home. Or how to use card catalogs or Reader's Digest, these important things. And they have probably never seen this TV screen, which was on our TV stations <laughs> in the early hours of the morning when all the TV stations went off the air. Like there were no options, there was no TV, everyone had rest. And then they started again in the early hours of the morning. Now we have 24 seven news channels, streaming services, it's never quiet, um, which may not be one of our best inventions. And so because of this, you know, adults, if you were to ask these young people today to be kind of rewind or to dial up a friend, they might be really confused by what you're asking them to do. And if they asked you, hey, do you stand Jesus or do you own an NFT? you might be confused by what they're saying to you. Because there are some things that we just don't have in common because of the age gap. But there's actually more that we have in common than we think. And we're gonna talk about two of those things today. The first thing that most of us have in common, that there may be one or two people in this room that have some knowledge about it, but most of us know nothing about sheep. Sheep, and yet the Bible talks about them a lot. In fact, over 500 times the Bible references sheep in some form or fashion. And I bet most of us couldn't say five things about sheep. Now, in the Bible times when these were written, people would have understood the, the whole metaphor of sheep 
and shepherds, but we don't understand that. We may be confused by it. And so we're all going to learn a couple of things about sheep today so that our passage from Psalm 23 makes a little bit more sense. And the other thing that we probably have in common, common, no matter what generation you're a part of, is that we understand fear and anxiety. So anxiety is a normal reaction to the stress of life. I mean, everyone deals with situations or times in your life where you're nervous about something or upset about something. But all of us deal with it in different ways. And some people deal with anxiety disorders. Anxiety disorders are these things where you have a consistent, persistent fear or anxiety that interrupts in the way that you function in life and the way that you show up in life. And according to research, one in four men and four in 10 women will deal with anxiety disorders in their lives. And one in three teens will also experience anxiety disorders. And research shows that this is just rapidly increasing, especially in adolescence, but I imagine it's true for even adults as well. So whether you are Gen Z or Gen World War II or any generation in between, we understand the noise of fear. We've experienced the noise of fear. We hear it in the news, we see it in our social media, we feel it in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. And it can be really difficult to hear anything above the noise of fear and anxiety because it's loud and it's on constant replay, and it's persistent, and it makes it really difficult to hear the words of peace and trust and hope and love that God wants to speak to us. I know how we need to hear those words. So we're gonna talk about these two things, and we're gonna begin with sheep. So when I say sheep, some of you may think of this guy, not this one, but there's another slide that shows Sean the sheep. Now, Sean the Sheep was an animated character, and uh, the Peace of the Valley turned into mayhem in the meadow anytime Sean was involved. And in our youth group, there are some Seans for sure. And there are some Seans in our church as well, and we're not going to name names, but you can elbow them if you have a Sean next to you. So way before Sean the Sheep, sheep have always been around. They've been a part of things, and lambs, which are just baby sheep, in case you didn't know. And so sheep have been around for generations, and they are the most successfully domesticated animal in all of the world. So they've been a part of human society for thousands of years, and humans depend on them for wool and for meat and for milk, and they're abundant. And in biblical times, they were especially abundant. So the people that were the original audience for these poems and these writings in our Bible, they would have understood the metaphor of sheep and shepherd. They would have understand all the layers and the complexity of those relationships when these writers would use this metaphor to explain our relationship between humans and God. But for us today, Psalm 23 should fall on our ears kind of like this old generation story or language, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It still rings true for us. It is the most well-known passage of scripture around the world, and it's used in so many different ways. In the music world, rapper Tupac Shakur referenced the psalm in his song, So Many Tears. The artist formerly known as Kanye West mentioned the valley of the shadow of death in his song, Jesus Walks. In James Cameron's epic film, Titanic, 
the priest recites Psalm 23 as the ship sinks into the ocean at night. And uh, after the terrorist attacks on 9-11, President George Bush recited the Psalm as he addressed this nation that was in shock and in mourning. I and more than one pastor have recited the Psalm at a deathbed or at funerals And it is the most requested psalm when I do a funeral, even if the family is not part of a church or even has faith. It speaks to them. But here's the thing. It is a song that's for so much more than just a funeral. It is a song for all of life's journeys, not just the final journey. One of the most important things to know about sheep is that they are considered one of the most stress-prone animals. All right? stress prone. They need a lot of reassurance and encouragement. It's one why sometimes when someone is more timid or they get scared early uh, easily, we refer to them as being sheepish because it matches sheep's general disposition. And sheep like us, they like to wander. They get lost. They find themselves just, you know, absent-mindedly in places of danger and harm and need to be rescued. And if sheep are pregnant, or they have a heavy coat, or they're really overweight, and they fall over, they can't get back up by themselves. Anybody relate? Yeah, I see that hand testify, yes. They can't get back up on their feet. They need help to be set back up. And what happens is that sheep, when they're in that position, they're called a cast sheep. They fall on upside down. They can't get back on their feet, and they need help. And here's the thing, they can become super distressed when this happens. And they can actually die in a short period of time because of the trauma of this and what happens during this. And so when they're on their back, they need support. They need a shepherd to come and set them upright and even for a few moments to help steady them, to calm their nerves because of everything that's just happened before they can be set right back again. That's what Psalm 23 is talking about when it uses the word restores in verse 3. He restores my soul. It is the act of a shepherd picking up a sheep, comforting it, setting it back right so that it can carry on its way. God restores us. God sets us right back up. Only the shepherd can do that. And so we may not have much experience with sheep, but we all understand the need to be restored. We all understand what it means to be knocked down by life, to feel like we're on our back, And to need someone bigger, stronger, and wiser to come alongside us, to set us right again, to comfort us, to steady us until we can go about our way. And we often look around at the world to help do do that for us, and it cannot. Only the shepherd can restore the sheep and set it right. What a beautiful image to hold on to when life has knocked you off your feet or when you're struggling to think of God picking you up, embracing you, and setting you right once again. Psalm 23 is this song that invites us to silence all the noise of fear with the truth that God is present with us, that God protects us, that God provides for us. It it is a song of trust that tells us that God is with us and on this journey no matter where we go, from good times to bad times, from the mountaintops to the darkest valleys, 
The thing that makes the difference is the presence, provision, and protection of God with us. And the sheep know this. The sheep trust that the shepherd will be present, that the shepherd is going to protect, that the shepherd is going to provide. Now, I've read that cattle, uh, I have no experience in farm life, but I've read that cattle like to be led from behind, but sheep prefer to have someone in front of them that they can follow. Sheep have this uncanny ability to trust their shepherd. And if you were to travel to rural areas of the Middle East today, you might see three or four shepherds gathering together at a watering hole at sundown, and all of their sheep would mix together into one big flock while they drink. But the shepherds wouldn't be worried about the mix-up because they know that at some point when they're ready to go, they will give their own distinct whistle or sound or play their shepherd's flute in a way that their sheep will recognize and they will automatically separate out and follow the shepherd that they've come to trust. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. What helps sheep in moments of distress and fear? Listening to the shepherd who knows them and who they know. What helps us in times of distress and fear? Listening to the shepherd that knows us and whom we know. Psalm 23 doesn't say, if I walk through dark valleys. It says when. And Psalm 23 doesn't say that God sets his table before me in the presence of my potential enemies. He sets the table in front of my enemies. These are the realities of life. You will have dark valleys. We will have enemies. And when the noise of fear is loud, Psalm 23 reminds us that there is something else to listen to, and that's the voice of our shepherd. When the noise of fear is loud, it can be difficult to hear God's voice unless we already know and trust the shepherd. And so that's why the need is to cultivate the ability to listen for God's voice in times of peace so that we can discern that voice in the times when which we really need to hear it. Pastor Derek Freeland wrote that I cannot expect to follow God's lead through the chaos and noise if I don't cultivate an awareness of God in the stillness and quiet. He's saying it would be hard to hear God's voice in all the noise and chaos when I'm frantic and I'm on my back and I can't settle myself unless I've practiced listening to God in the stillness and the quiet. Before Psalm 23 ever gets to the darkest valley or the table in, our, in the presence of our enemies, it begins with abiding in the everyday with the shepherd. It begins with sitting in green pastures and beside still waters. It begins with walking together on right paths. It begins with being present in perfect trust, believing that there's nothing that we lack because God is with us. The daily abiding with the shepherd is what allows the psalmist to sing this song of trust when he encounters the dark valleys and the enemies. And it will do the same for us. Now there have been moments in my life where I've been overwhelmed by the noise of fear and anxiety. 
your heart starts to race, your mind wanders and, and runs wild, you're unsettled and uneasy, your breathing becomes shallow, you feel like hope is lost and that the worst possible thing might happen or has actually happened. And after exhausting all efforts on our own to find a way out of it or to go around it, we too become exhausted and realize we're flat on our backs and in distress. And in that moment, when the noise of fear and anxiety is so loud, I've learned to close my eyes and to listen again for the voice of the one I trust, the one who knows me and whom I know. I don't need to fear, Psalm 23 teaches me, because the Lord is with me. God is good. God is trustworthy. I lack nothing because God is my shepherd. Now, one of the things that helps me when the noise of fear is really, really loud is a simple practice called the centering or breath prayer. And this is one of many spiritual rhythms or practices available to us to help us silence noise and amplify God. And for those of you that are in our Linton small groups, you've been learning some of these different practices that you can use in your everyday life to silence noise and amplify God, which is our theme throughout Lent. And a lot of work has been done outside the church and religion on the power of breath work. Athletes are taught to use it. Individuals in moments of stress are taught to use this because it has the ability to focus us and to manage our stress. And the simplicity of a breath prayer helps us to stop striving, to just silence, to relax our bodies and to create space for God to speak to us whenever and wherever. And so I want us to take a moment to pause this morning as we conclude to practice the centering and breath prayer together. Because wouldn't it be ironic to talk about the shepherd all morning and not create space for you to be with the shepherd? And so I'm gonna invite you just now to get comfortable in where you're at, at home or here, to place both feet on the floor in front of you, to sit up a little taller so that you can breathe deep. And if you want, one of the things I like to do is to put my hands out with my palms up or to sit them on my legs with my palms up because it reminds my body that I am open and I wanna hear the Lord. And I just want you to take a couple of deep breaths. With a breath prayer, you have a phrase. And there's a phrase that you say when you inhale, and there's a phrase that you say when you exhale. And it could be any phrase that you create. But today, I'm offering you four that come from our psalm. And so, for example, you might pray on the inhale, I will not fear, and on the exhale, for you are with me. You might choose one of these that really resonates with what you're feeling today. You may wanna choose a couple of them. But what I'm gonna do is be silent here for a minute and invite all of us together to practice a breath prayer as we conclude. Let's pray.
no matter where you find yourself in your day, you can pause to do a breath prayer. We're breathing all day anyway, which is a good thing. So when you add this practice to it, it can recenter you. And if you're praying and you start with this and then you start to pray and then you find your mind drifting again, you just come back to the phrase again to calm you, to put you in the presence of God. As we wrap up, there are some among us, regardless of what generation that you're a part of, that are struggling with a persistent and excessive fear or anxiety that is interfering with your ability to function in life. And maybe the one thing that you need to hear today is a nudge to go see your doctor for help. See, there is a gift provided to us in counseling and therapy and medication for seasons in our life or for longer. And there's no shame in that. I've used all three of those in different seasons in my life. They can be gifts. Here's the thing, it is not a lack of faith. It is evidence of a body designed by a creator to alert us when we need some help. How kind of God to do that for us. You see, it's not just bones that break. Other things break inside of us too. And just like you would go to a doctor to have a broken bone set again so it can heal, we go to someone for help to set right what's broken in other ways so that it can heal. And for all of us, I want you to listen to this truth above the noise. You have a shepherd that loves you and is with you. You have a shepherd who wants to pick you back up and restore you. You have a shepherd who will be present with you regardless of where life takes you. You have a shepherd who will pursue you with his goodness and mercy all the days of your life. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. We live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. The kingdom is not in trouble and neither are we. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, our shepherd, we thank you for reminding us through this beautiful and ancient song prayed by millions over the generations that we can trust you even when the noise of fear is loud and we find ourselves walking through the darkest valleys. We thank you for the way that you have led us to green pastures and still waters for the way that you feed us and nurture us with your presence. Some of us have walked or are walking through dark valleys and all of us know someone in a dark valley, valley of sicknesses or grief, uncertainty or fear of what is next or what is to come. And we pray God that we'll remember that you meet us right there in the darkness. You protect us. Lord, we pray that you will strengthen our faith and help us to trust you more each day. Give us courage, God, to step out in faith, even when we don't know what lies ahead. Help us to remember that you have promised to be with us always and that you will never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, we give a special prayer this morning for those who may be struggling with fear and anxiety. We ask, God, that you would restore them that you would pick them up, that you would embrace them, and you would give them your peace. And help us all, God, to trust in your goodness and your faithfulness 
knowing that you truly are our refuge and our strength. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.